Lord Vader. This is an unexpected pleasure. We're honored by your presence. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. I'm here to put you back on schedule. I assure you, Lord Vader, my men are working as fast as they can. Perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. I tell you, this station will be operational as planned. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Like Gripe-Ipe? Oh, Gripe-Ipe. <laughs> the, the big purple monkey? Oh, never mind. We're not going to eat you. We're happy to be together. Chucked him down a deep hole. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Was that supposed to be Yoda? I, I think it was like a younger Yoda, oh, okay. obviously. This one needs to be more <laughs> of a of a dying Yoda, you know. The greater good. Yeah, there you go. That's better. <laughs> As I die. Yes, yourself. Uh, from from the, the accent. Yes. Yeah. This is episode 372, and tonight <laughs> we're talking about Star Wars, The Return of the Jedi. This is part three of our month-long series of doing the original Star Wars films. This is very cool and very exciting, and we, mm-hmm. of course, are excited to talk about this because we have an awesome guest. But before I introduce her, I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew... I don't know. Fly casual, Jimison. I'm going to list lazily to the left, <laughs> if that's okay. Oh, of course. Do it. Hey, yeah. whatever. Just, just those don't, are my, just don't those make are my it moves. look like you're listing. Okay. <laughs> Sam, why do, we even, why do we even wear this armor, Vector? Right. And, and just, Sean, if you can just move back just a little bit, there's a grate on the floor that I need you to stand over um, <laughs> so that I can uh, I can push this button over here. Okay, just just stand right there. All right. Never mind what you're hearing down there and this the smell of of urine and uh, other uh, decaying flesh. flesh. Yeah. But just stand right there over that grate. Okay? Yeah, I never thought about it, but you're right. That that cave probably stinks to hell, and it's just <laughs> seeping up through that grate. Well, in all right? fairness, it's... if you if you look at Jabba, yeah, I don't think it smells much better up there. That is very <laughs> true. Yeah. And all those nasty looking uh, is... aliens in there. And not saying that ta- all aliens are nasty. Don't I'm not racist. <laughs> specious. Specious. But, but I would think there'd be some smelly aliens in that that area. Well, plus it's like Tatooine. It's like hot and it just, it feels like it would mm-hmm. just be, everyone would be sweating all the time anyway. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Jabba doesn't even wear clothes. He just sweats straight off the ground. He's a slug too. So, so they think they're kind yeah. of slimy in their own right. Yeah. <laughs> and making her uh, triumphant return to our show. Uh, joining us tonight is the, your lightsaber duel is breaking my new throne room. Lady Wan. <laughs> Hello. Hey, welcome and back. Th- and this time you're you're actually here on your own free will. So I do appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. You can't keep me off a of Star Wars podcast. Here I am. All right. <laughs> not that we've not that we have like chained you up and and <laughs> made you do the podcast with us before, but yeah. Your own free will this time, yeah. yeah there you go. Absolutely. Definitely. 
definitely. I was, so we were trying to remember last night, and I forgot. So you have joined us for Sucker Punch yes. and Hidden Figures, but there was the first one. What was the first one? Oh, the last one was Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all very wow. female-centric movies, which is, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Which is very cool. And then here we come That's- with a, a movie with about a bunch of dudes and one lady. <laughs> and and, yeah. and and the the one movie of the original t- trilogy where it's it almost feels like a thirteen year old wrote some of the scenes. So well, it'll be very interesting <laughs> when we get to some of that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you're not wrong. <laughs> Actually, I think the thirteen year old wrote a lot of this movie. Honestly, um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Good and bad, right? Good and bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so this is uh, 1983's Return of the Jedi, uh, the mm-hmm. the last of the original trilogy, the movie that we thought ended everything, that told the story that needed to be told. We didn't realize that we were going to get three <laughs> three more movies um, past it, and um, I don't know this this was uh, this was a favorite of mine growing up. This was probably the movie. As a kid, as a 10, 12, 13-year-old, I probably watched the most, I think, maybe, of all I'm, of them. I'm right, I'm right there with you, too. This was my, what I would call my sick movie, or or the movie that, that if I am just sitting around at home, this is being watched in the early 80s yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, I was still a fetus then, but you guys, <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know the funny thing is, I don't remember a time when I didn't know about this movie, right? So, it's right there. I was probably what six, seven years old when I really started loving this thing, which is the mm-hmm. perfect age yeah. for a Star Wars fan, really. Well, this one is my uh, my nine year old's favorite of the original trilogy. Okay, this is his favorite. So I asked him tonight, and we don't have to do this as a group, but I asked him tonight. So he, so far he's seen one, two, four, five, and six. Okay. Uh, I held off on three because he's nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so it's not. I mean, it it really isn't that bad. There just I know there's the one scene. Um, yeah, we skipped that maybe, scene when we watched it. Yeah, and yeah. maybe that might be something that we do as well. Uh, but I also I, I wanted him to see the original ones before. I really wanted him to see the original three before one t- or two, but uh, I was kind of overruled in that. But so his favorites are in his order: one, then two, then six, five, and four. So that would be his order. Yeah. I was I was surprised. Really? That, four, four is his, his worst, huh? Yeah, I the was one that, the one that kicked it all, everything off. Yeah, I was I was surprised huh. by that as well. I was surprised that he liked Empire more than A New Hope. I figured those two would be switched because A New yeah. Hope is a little bit more fun and Empire is a little bit more serious and dark. But yeah, I I uh, had a conversation with someone yesterday, no, day before yesterday, um, talking about Rogue One and how. You almost have to watch Rogue One before you watch Episode Four now, yeah, uh, because it is really just a continuation of that story. I mean, you don't have to, but it makes the whole thing makes so much more sense. Yeah, but, and and he and I both agree, and I think we've probably said the same thing. Rogue One is is by far the 
superior movie of all of the Star Wars. All films. of them. It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah mine well, too. Definitely of so the good. of the Disney era Star Wars. Yeah, definitely. And it is straight up my favorite Star Wars. Yeah, I it's your favorite really of all of them. Out of all of them, that one's yeah. my favorite. I agree. I love it. It is good. Yeah, I yeah I I still say Empire is my favorite of the one, but it would be Empire and then Rogue One. I was I was thinking about this, you know, when we start talking about order and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, because you, know, you got to have to figure out where you're going to put Solo in there. Oh, I forgot. And I'm that. thinking <laughs> we try. To I'm <laughs> well, I I enjoy, I enjoy it, I like and I Solo. think it really shows especially the, the relationship between Han and Chewbacca and how they met and all that right. sort of stuff. And I think, I think watching it right after seven might be a good thing because of what happens in eight. And, and you understand Chewbacca's pain a little bit more there. Cause you see it a little bit here um, at the end of, of uh, Empire Strikes Back and kind of even into this a little bit mm. um, as well. But uh I don't know. I, it's it's interesting um, to think what uh, <laughs> where would you put that something you know something along that line. So. I I do like the idea of of if you're going to watch them in an, an in a in an order. I kind of like the idea of watching solo after watching six. So like yeah. we get the resolution of the story and then we get background on some of the stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I, I do like that idea. Um. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> so Andrew, we're, we're, we, once again, we have gone completely off, off the grid, um, oh, with, with, with what we're talking about. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, I mean, what does my script say? My script says, uh, pull up a comfy chair and let's dive into, and then it literally says intro. And then the next thing it says is, well, five word review. So we're somewhere between intro and five word <laughs> review. We're fine. <laughs> According to the script, yeah. we're fine. Yes. So, Somewhere in there. Yeah. So, Andrew, please talk into that awesome space heater you have and let us know what is the Return of the Jedi. After a daring mission to rescue Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt, the rebels dispatched to Endor to destroy the second Death Star. Meanwhile, Luke struggles to help Darth Vader back from the dark side without falling into the Emperor's trap. Wow, they kind of get they they kind of almost ruined the movie yeah, with the of. description. A little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. Jeez, yeah, because if you don't know that Luke is trying to kind of redeem his dad, like you wouldn't. You're, right? you're not wrong. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you're right. Hmm. Um. So okay. Uh. So before we do our five words, uh, we kind of teased a little bit. I do want to kind of um. He, uh, so like Lady One, I mean, I know you've seen this movie. Uh, you watched it uh, very yeah. recently, obviously. But like, kind of tell me your kind of story with Star Wars, because this is kind of our first time having a chance to chat with you about it. Yeah. Um, so my personal history with Star Wars is a little bit odd, considering the fact that it has inspired my podcast name. Um, it wasn't a huge part of my childhood growing up. It was the movie that my school in sixth grade, the original A New Hope, we had it on tape and we had to watch that anytime it rained and we couldn't go outside (laughs) for gym class. So for all of sixth grade, every time it rained, they just shuffled us in a room 
and just put on Star Wars for like 45 minutes. And they would never keep track of where we left off last time. So I was just watching chunks of Star Wars on repeat for about a year. Um, So that was my introduction to the entire series. And then uh, eventually I saw Empire and this and really enjoyed them. And I saw Phantom Menace in theaters and I am young enough that I thought Jake Lloyd was cute and that was okay to think um, at the time. Uh, And then never saw the rest of them until Force Awakens was happening. And I personally love Force Awakens. It's uh, I think it's my third favorite. That's where I'm putting it uh, in my overall ranking of these movies. I, I love it. It's all the joy of Star Wars and none of the things that annoy me about A New Hope as uh, a a woman with agency when watching A New Hope (laughs) is I'm just like, so she going to do anything or no, no, she's just going to. Okay. She does. I'm very frustrated by it. So I I loved Force Awakens and um, I love some parts of Last Jedi and slightly less of Rise of Skywalker. All right. That's yeah, all very I, I'm kind of yeah. with you there on Force Awakens. It it was the movie that that reinvigorated the entire franchise, even if it is a rehash yeah. of oh, yeah. New Hope. It Who was cares? everything. Yeah, it was everything we wanted to see in a Star Wars movie. It was so and, fun. Yeah, and and unfortunately, kind of went off the rails after that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed all yeah. three movies and. When we did our reviews of them, I believe we all gave them pretty high marks. Yeah. It's just rewatches that that kind of diminishes the specialness of it. Yeah. Um, I think. So when I when I watch Force Awakens and it ends, I'm always like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen next. And then I don't like acknowledge that I know and it's disappointing. <laughs> I'm always just like, I wonder where this story's gonna go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just then, just get got kind of crazy. I like yeah. the I like the idea that like you just decide to just fill in your own story from that point. <laughs> it's like okay, well then the the resistance uh, wins at the end. <laughs> <You know, laughs> Ray becomes awesome, and Finn is whatever, and Poe does his thing. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, all right, so we'll do some five word reviews, and then we'll uh, we'll get to kind of dive into more in depth about this movie. Because again, this is an original trilogy movie. This is a movie that's been talked about a million times. A zillion. And, yeah. yeah, and so uh, I will. I promise I will try to be a little bit better about complaining about the Disney Plus version. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it did kind of feel like that's all I did in A New Hope, but I, I do want to have... I'll have a little bit of a gripe, but for the most part, this movie is fairly untouched with uh, weird editing or extra stuff. So, well, I've got a gripe. I'll, I mean, I'll I'm not saying I don't. I'm just like saying. gripe ipe. I'll gripe ipe. So, Andrew, the, why don't the big you purple monkey? <laughs> yes, grape ape. For those that oh. don't know what that is, Google grape ape. Go ask your. Well, um, sometimes I like to oat opals and bonobos, so. Right, pipe is. I don't know if that what that means, but I oh, love it. Yeah, Andrew, what's your uh, five word review? Oh, me already? Oh, you're gonna go. Oh Andrew, no, yeah, sorry. I'm so used to like. I'm. I was thinking. 
don't forget Andrew, don't forget Andrew, don't forget Andrew. But that's not this segment. That's the next segment. <laughs> Sam goes first in this segment. I'm all screwed up. Oh, sure. Okay, so so can I go? Yes, Do please. No, Andrew, is it okay if I go? I'm I'm cool with that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to make make sure. That's what my script says anyway, so go ahead. All right. Um, cool I've got my I've got two. The first one is a cinematic visual feast. And I especially think this one just hit it out of the park with all the locations that they used and just how beautiful it looks. You know, we finally got a clean looking Star Wars film that still had that lived in, still had that Star Wars feel to it. But if you compare this to they I don't know how they filmed the first two movies, but this one finally looks like a modern movie. And um, do you think it had to do with budget? I don't know if, if all no. of a sudden they were able to buy better cameras. You know, I, I can give the first movie, you know, leeway with with using, you know, yeah. cheap stuff. The second movie, I'm surprised that it just doesn't hold up in terms of what it looks like, the quality of the, the picture uh, in there. But this one, holy crap. I mean, it's got everything you've ever wanted. This is the movie. And, and OK, well, my second five word review, I might as well put this on here because I'm about to jump into it. I measure all against this. Oh, and this basically, is your yardstick. This is my yardstick for for sci-fi movies, and mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is my yardstick for space battles, for for uh, you know heroes and and a group movie, and and everything I gauge, I gauge against this movie, and and I it was funny watching this again because it's been a while since I've watched it, but I I enjoy the heck out of it except for the Ewok stuff. I'm still annoyed by the Ewok stuff, and I just wanted to fast forward the Ewok stuff, um, which takes up a lot of this movie. Um, Let me ask and, you a question. Yeah. You mentioned Space Battle. Yeah. Do you prefer this to, what is it, Episode 3 that starts out with the... Episode 3. Yeah, the, the Revenge the, of Sith, that the, opening Space the, Battle the is prequel? pretty... Yeah. Yeah, the prequel, the opening space battle in episode three. I think so. I think so. And and I I don't know if it's it's because it's more clear cut. You know, they couldn't add a billion spaceships um, yeah. on screen in this. But I I, th- I think so. I think I enjoyed it, and I I enjoy the the Falcon being able to go through the Death Star, which you think they'd fix a hole like that um, a lot better, but. I don't know. I, I I just I measure all my my sci-fi against this movie, and if if it doesn't meet the cool Sarlacc pit idea, or the the uh, the going down to the Rancor, um, or or even um, you know the Java's Palace, and and the Ewoks, and feeling like that planet that the Ewoks were on, or the Moon, I guess it would be. Um, is a real place. And because they used real locations and real redwood trees, you know, it felt like a real place. And I just, I love this thing. It has flaws. <laughs> it, it really does. And being a father to two girls and, and seeing what poor Leia has to go through and knowing that it's, uh, it was more for the male gaze than it was for, for anything else. Um, that kind of makes me a little uncomfortable, but, um, as a teenage boy, Leia was my first crush um, because of that. So easy, there, buddy. I know, I know. Keeping your um, shorts. But like I said, 
everything but the Ewok scenes I enjoy. And I'm talking about even when they first meet the Ewoks and, and the kind of cartoony uh, aspect they bring to this. This was the Jar Jar of this series. <laughs> um, and this was Lucas's first foray into creating characters that make no sense um, in terms of how they're able to fight against stormtroopers and um, how, sorry, I dropped my remote. How are they able to fight against uh, stormtroopers and, and not only win, but, uh, but I don't know, thrive in that condition. So um, yeah, little teddy bears. Yeah, not a big fan. Yeah, but they have sticks, so they're really strong. They're they're very short. They're dense. You can't really tip (laughs) them over. They they obviously have you know very strong physiques. Those little stocky. (laughs) They're all muscle. That's all they are. Oh yeah. Well, I've always said that I have the body of a celebrity actor, and it's usually an Ewok that I'm referring to. (laughs) I mean, the fact that short. Stocky and furry. These little <laughs> things are good enough to nice. create like these really complex housing, you know, condominiums in the trees. I mean, yeah, that's that's not only that, but they go from about eating people to being like, <laughs> oh, we've got a, a golden god that we are going to celebrate. Oh, never mind, we're not going to eat you. We're happy to be together. Well, <laughs> so there's also a I funny. There's there's a funny I don't know thing if I'd that be that quick to forgive if I'm about to get roasted alive. I'm I'm going to be shooting me some teddy bears. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, we're yeah, in the woods. We're getting some, ready uh, for, for for a fight with stormtroopers, and I'm worried that they're going to turn on me and eat me. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna shoot them. I'm sorry. I'm gonna shoot them. Well, you missed the the joke I made last episode, Sam. Where at the end when they're playing xylophone on the um, stormtrooper <laughs> helmets, I made the joke yeah. that those are their heads are still in there. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, I would not doubt that they were. <laughs> yeah, but the bodies. They use them as soup bowls. It's, it's kind of like going to Panera and get a soup and a bread bowl. That's great. They, uh, that's their, that's their version of a bread bowl. Soup and a stormtrooper helmet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, um, but again, how can I? How can you hate on this movie, even even with its flaws? It's so inventive. Um, I know he stole ideas. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say they're totally original, but what he put on screen in this movie is perfect. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I do think it is funny. So there's a lot of things that I noticed in this movie this time viewing that I had never noticed before. Yeah. Um. You know, when you put on the CSR glasses, it's like, oh, these are things I've now noticed because I'm I'm watching it critically. For example, <laughs> specifically C-3PO. C-3PO says, you know, Han says, why don't you use your divine influence and get us out of here? And he goes, it's against my programming to impersonate a deity, right? But then five <laughs> minutes later, Luke's like, tell them that you're a god and you'll get angry. And he's, and he does. Is it not not impersonating a deity? Like that's literally the thing that he wasn't willing to do five minutes ago. But I I thought about that too when I was watching it, and I was like, I feel like C three PO is just like not a fan of Han Solo, and it's just like let's <laughs> yeah. just get rid of this dude. And I kind of I felt like he was being petty. He was like, I don't like Han. We got to get him out of here. Yeah. Sorry, Han. There's nothing I can do. And then Luke st- tells him to do. It. He's like, All right, Luke, yeah, I'll well, do it. You're mad. I, I think that's secret beef. 
Yeah, he is technically Master Luke still. I mean, he does still technically yeah. own them, so he's gonna do what he says. But I, I just, I had never noticed it until this time, where it's like, oh, he literally does impersonate a deity. So that's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Okay, uh, Andrew, now it's your turn with your five order view. Well, I have three. Two of them go together. Oh, okay. So does that mean you so have I'll, one ten? So I'll, I'll I'll do one singular first. Uh, when the brand took off. Ah, uh, okay. yeah. Uh, you know this movie right around this time, a little bit before maybe. That's when we got the holiday special and and the the Star Wars brand. Really, I mean, those first movie, the first two movies, people liked them. Of course, and then people were big fans of them. They changed the world, but I think marketing and merchandising uh, came from this. You know, yeah, that's that's why the Ewoks were oh yeah invented uh, as a as a marketing ploy for basically kids and absolutely worked um, on me. Yeah, and that's why uh, this leads me into my next two five word reviews. And like I said, they go together, so it's technically a ten-word review. I have no remorse, though. <laughs> so here we go. Ewoks are a little cheesy, but far better than Gungans. That's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I honestly well, thought you were gonna. It, maybe the Gungans uh, they they evolved into Ewoks, right? You know, the the intelligence and the. No, maybe it's just yeah. another version of it or something. I don't yeah. know. I honestly thought but, you were gonna say uh, the second part was gonna be, but everything's better with cheddar. Like I thought. That was <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, I, you know this again. Watching it with my CSR bifocals this time, um, <laughs> I, I, it I had to take nostalgia and put it aside on a shelf for a little while, mm-hmm. and there are some. There are some things that kind of bother me. Yeah, you talked about the space battles. You know, at one point, I it got to the point where I kind of thought they were a little repetitive, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, I don't know if it wasn't, they weren't different enough maybe, or maybe there were some that weren't necessary. I, I don't know what the deal was. I just felt like it was a little repetitive in that Th- This sense. one or the first two? this one oh okay yeah um I, i've never liked the death scene with yoda oh really all right interesting. never have i've always felt like that was very odd or or acted oddly voice acted oddly i don't know By the I, even when i was yeah <laughs> even as a kid i thought I don't know that every time someone talks to you, you need to say their name even when you're dying. <laughs> every sentence started with Luke. <laughs> At some point, that's when you you turn to your grandfather and you're like, what? What do you want? <laughs> For God's sake, just Yes, that's die. my name. What do you want? Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, the story and and the whole uh, scene, as far as 
that part of it doesn't bother me. But just those lines, I don't know. I've never it's uh, kind of weird. Um, and yeah, it's a fine conclusion to the original trilogy. I won't say it's my favorite of the original trilogy, uh, only because it is a little cheesy. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm really confused. Um, our 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 platform, our communication platform, just. <laughs> did something really strange. Okay, whatever. Yeah, well, I thought you were giving me that look, and I was like, well, I didn't think no, what I was like saying was my like, my <laughs> cameras my camera went blank for a second, and then it switched us back to the together view. But in just my view, and you were still there, Andrew. I was like, what is happening? So I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Either Lady Wands messing with me, or or you are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool story. Yeah, sorry. It's great for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the best. Good, good <laughs> podcast content. Lady Wine, what's your five word review? Uh, mine is very straightforward, to the point. Fantastic, fun, family friendly finale. Ooh, nice. I love it. You did the alliteration. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, this, awesome. It's family friendly. Yeah. Yeah. That that yeah. really struck me watching it this time again. Is I was like, oh man, this is this is low key a kids movie. Mm -hmm. And I never really, I know that like star Wars are like, it's for kids of all ages, but this one feels like very much, you know, like embracing the, the family friendly vibe to it. And then also we're dealing with like, you know, family issues in this it's father and son, it's brother and sister family friendly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I watched this with my nine year old and, um, my five-year-old didn't. Uh, she did watch it. The rancor kind of scared her, but everything yeah. else was she was good. You for. know, you know. One thing I did notice in this time, this this, you know, the hundredth viewing or however many I've seen this <laughs> thing, um, the rancor could have just picked that bone out of its mouth. It has hands. <laughs> it does have fingers. I've always thought that too. Right. I'm like. like I mean, is, was it a flex move to be like, I'm just going to chomp this thing, you know, apart? But the rancor could have just used its hands. I have I think it's probably safe to say you've done this. I know I've done this, but maybe you haven't. You know those stick pretzels? Sure. You know, <laughs> I, I've I've kind of twirled one in my mouth before and got it stuck, and I've had to take my finger and just kind of pop it out. There's no shame. There's no shame in that. It's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to well, impale my soft palate just to now, prove the point. Now we know that you're smarter than a rancor. So. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's about that's the determined. Way. Here you go. <laughs> so, I do still run under closing garage doors. <laughs> <laughs> because of this movie, that's why they have that little sensor. Well, yeah, well, um, it's it's either this movie or the Indiana Jones, right? Uh, yeah. You, know, you, you pretend like you know you're trying to beat that closing wall, and you know have to pick your hat up. Get the, the other hat. Side, yeah. So. Which then sets right. off the, the the laser, and then it opens back up, and your wife is pissed at you because you're late for dinner. But the scene was cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I did one five word review, and it's actually uh, well, it's it's five words. I had to add another. Boy, word. you're getting cheap on us. Well, I mean, you, we are cheap cheap seat reviews, but <laughs> just I, one. Well, I usually only do one. Um, I was in a mood recently, but I only did the one. So okay. this one is a live action cartoon movie. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I can see that. I had it wasn't until this time where I'm noticing little differences. So Star A New Hope feels like just a straight laced kind of space opera. It's you know, the acting is all what like everything is just kind of by the book. And then and then Empire comes along and the stakes are raised and I think the acting is really good and it's really um, you know, it's more earnest and it's a little bit more, um, it's a little darker kind of tone. Deeper. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Deeper is a really good word for it. Thematic. Thematically, it's a deeper movie. Yeah. And then this one comes along and it, like the tone is so different. I mean, Sam, you mentioned specifically like the camera lenses. I think it was Sam mm-hmm. mentioned like the camera lenses look, you know, like, like the, the, the quality of the film, the movie looks cleaner. And this one does. This one does look like a cleaner movie. Um, mm-hmm. You can tell that it's six years after A New Hope. Like, you know, the, the technology has increased. Or it has gotten a lot better. The space battle at the end looks so good compared to the assault on the Death Star in A New Hope. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you know, it is literally light years ahead. But, uh. yeah, the joke, pun, pun intended, or, or joke intended. <laughs> But excluding the Ewok part, which I know, Sam, you don't have a, you kind of have an issue with, and I, that's fine. Some people like mm-hmm. them, some people don't. I honestly think, because uh, they do, a, they do a whole episode on on this on the How I Met Your Mother. Like there's there's an age point in which you think Ewoks are cute. <laughs> like yeah. like honestly, yeah. and we make no, fun of you true. for being the old guy. So is it is it literally because you're old enough that you saw them and you're like, mm, or. But I mean, you would have watched this the same well, time now, I watched now, it. Now, you know? here's the thing: you know, uh, there was a Ewok TV show that yes. had several episodes, and I love that. I did so, too. Th- so there, there has to be an age in which my brain flipped because I remember the little Ewok, uh, oh, the hang glider that they had, and, yeah. and you know, I I remember fondly with that stupid show, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the Ewok movies. There's two movies that I watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot also, and they're on streaming. And one day I'll force you to watch them, but <laughs> my, maybe we'll save those for the next May, May, uh, May the Force, whatever. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, anyway, but what I noticed more in this movie than other movies, than the other two, is Harrison Ford has just gone full ham bone in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He really does. You know, like specifically like, so he's kind of hamming it up when he's with Jabba because he can't see and he's, um, that, that scene, it's mostly an action scene. So it's Harrison Ford. It's, it's fine. There's nothing really wrong with it. But it's when they get to, to Endor, especially once the Ewoks show up, he just turns into like a weird grandpa. Like, so... <laughs> So like when, like specifically when he's talking well, to. Well, he also gets so frustrated, right? When he can't, he he he's bested by these things, right? Well, yeah. Or, uh, so not, when he's not yet, not yet. It's before the Ewoks, but it's where he's he's fighting the stormtrooper and the other guys get away, and then he's kind of left behind and doesn't know exactly what's going on. Well, so there's 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 so there. So the movie does a okay. So like he sneaks up on the stormtrooper, right? So. You know, a New Hope Han Solo, even Empire Strikes Han Solo, just shoots the guy in the back. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this one, I'm going to sneak up on you and step on the loudest stick in the history of stick breaking. <laughs> and then I'm going to have a fist fight with this guy in his plastic armor. And and again, A New Hope, you know, Han Solo just shoots him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I guess that some people would say, well, that's character development. He's growing into a better person. Okay, fine. But... He was kind of more interesting when he was a scoundrel than Agree. than this Agree. kind of kind of cartoon hero that he's turned into. But like the part where I really noticed it was when he's arguing with C3PO. And it's not just the fact that he's saying, you know, when, when C3PO says he wouldn't be proper and he says, proper, like, like, like he over enunciates and like he rolls his eyes. I mean, it is just pure cheese. Well, this is Luke's um, whininess in the first one is like (laughs) Hans's kookiness in this one. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's 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 a directorial choice. Obviously, I don't know if they worked it out together to have a little more comedy in here, but I'm thinking they decided that uh, you know this was going to be. What was funny about Han in this movie? Yeah, I mean he he it, it gets a little slapsticky, you know. I mean, and I'm okay with it though. I'm not. It doesn't it's bother not, me. It's not bad. It fits yeah. the rest of the tone of the movie. It's just really interesting to see Han go from the guy that says, you know, I know to I love you from his girl to the guy that does the thing where he taps you on the shoulder and then runs the other way. Uh-huh. You know, like <laughs> that's where we are now in Star Wars is we're literally doing that joke. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's his performance is more broad. It's more slapsticky. I think it is just to appeal to kids more. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I definitely feel the kids movie vibe off of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and who knows if maybe he didn't like really want to do all this uh, to your point, Andrew, about when, you know, it became about the the merchandising and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they George Lucas was considering killing off Han Solo within this movie once they figured out they could get Harrison Ford back for the third. That's why he's frozen in the second is because they're not sure. Uh, right. And when they did convince him to come back, they were going to kill him. But then they were like, ah, you know, we really won't sell any Han Solo toys if he's dead. In <laughs> well, they, movie. And, and that's the reason is yeah. like to sell toys, not to serve the yep. story. So <laughs> if if Harrison Ford knows all of that, which he does, you know, there's no reason why he can't be like, I don't know. I'm just going to be like all goofy and broad and silly yeah. and falling over. Like, why not? Like, it's I not mean, a he, serious movie. Yeah, he jokes throughout the uh, the the the. Sarlacc pit scene. I mean, it's, it's a, it's funny. He is the comedy of, I can't see, you know, let me shoot or, you know, I can see. Okay. It's, (laughs) it's gone from a dark blur to a light blur. You know, it's, it's, (laughs) it's, it it is, it got a little goofy, but I I don't know. I just, I enjoy that. I enjoy the lightness, especially after, especially after, um, uh, empire strikes back and how dark that ended. Um, I yeah. think I think this is almost like a breath of fresh air, honestly. You know, I as I always do during the show, I look through the set photos on IMDb. Sure. Probably like five thousand for this one. You'll go yeah, blind. There's there's ton of them. But uh, as I look through, 
I am a child of the 90s, really. And Mm -hmm. the Power Rangers were very popular when I was a kid. And this movie, it's very Power Ranger-y. Like, like I know Power Rangers came after this, but as I look at it, I look at all the characters and I look at the costumes and the, and everything just feels very much like, you know, almost that's how cheesy it is. Just looking at the photos. Interesting. Can we, can we say that the pig guards are probably the worst? Yeah. And those are, those are really, uh, Power Ranger-esque. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The, their, their their costumes feel so encumbering, encumbering. That's not a word. So cumbersome. That's what I'm trying to say. That like it doesn't feel like they could be legitimate, a, a legitimate threat to your person. Right. You know, like yep. re- that, That's where I was going with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. They seem like, like they would be slow. You could just outrun them. Yeah. Like if I wanted to break <laughs> into Jabba's place or his palace, all I have to do is just like sidestep him. You know, like yeah. I could just walk behind him before he could turn around. Then I could, you know, bop him on the head or something. Or because yeah, obviously they cannot turn their necks. Yeah, yeah. They, they they are fixed. the the bones are fixed in a position where they cannot, uh, yeah. they cannot um, turn their necks. But that's so. that squealing when it was getting ed up by the rancor, like that part. <laughs> it's I mean that's kind of effective. Like I said, my daughter didn't like that part, and I'm, I'm like, it's okay. It's just a puppet. It's not a real thing. It's just a puppet. And then Aww. you hear the crunch, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad she's not watching this part. <laughs> Her head was buried in my belly for that part, but she was fine otherwise. Um, but back to Han Solo specifically, Harrison Ford is on record for saying he wanted to die. He wanted Han Solo to die in this movie. Yeah. And, and that was one of the reasons, the conditions for coming back to do The Force Awakens is that he had to die. Yeah, uh, or the character did obviously. So, like a spoiler for you haven't seen that movie that's seven <laughs> no! years, old, eight years old. You know, one uh, character that I've always felt like is underused, or characters, I guess you could say, are these Imperial Guards. You know, oh, you've the got the stormtroopers. You've you've got the uh, uh, Gungan, or not Gungan. You've got the uh, Gamoran. Guards, but these imperial guards that come out all in red, and they got these big spears, and they look right, awesome. They look awesome, but you never see them do anything. I I feel like they're kind of wasted. But I think that's kind of why we get in uh, episode eight mm-hmm. that battle scene and Snoke's chain with all these red guards. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's exactly why. Because it's like, hey, here's this new thing, and they're only here to do nothing. Um, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not wrong. It would have been kind of neat to see something with them. I don't know what, you know. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't. I, I can't imagine that there would have been enough energy to have, you know, when Darth Vader tosses the Emperor down the, you know, the trash chute, to then have the guards come out, and then they have to fight the guards. Kind of like that, what they did in The Last Jedi, but yeah, you know. Um, so I do want to praise not that we're, we're crapping on this movie, but this <laughs> movie did something that I had not seen before at the time, and ha- and and movies have done, but I think this movie did it so well. And we are we are in three different locations during the final third of the movie. 
We were in mm-hmm. three locations mm-hmm. at the same time telling three different stories, and I'm, you're not confused. They go hand in hand with each other. Like, yeah. I think it's really, really well done. It's really well edited. It's I, yeah. That final third of the movie is so good. I guess it's really like the final, mm-hmm. kind of almost the final half, really. But I guess mm-hmm. mostly, basically, the, the final third. It's so good. Just the, we're in three locations. We're on indoor with the battle. We're in the space with the battle. And then we have the Luke, you know, bit with the Emperor and the Invader. I just, I really think that is just so well done. I just think it's great. I really do. I mean, it's it's yeah. crazy to think that because the the action scenes, like the space battle is happening, it's very frenetic. And then the battle on the ground is very frenetic. The The moments that you have a chance to catch your breath is like these tense moments with Luke and Vader and, and the Emperor. And is Luke going to turn? Like all this stuff. Like that's like a really interesting idea that that's when you have a chance to catch your breath is in these very intense moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've already run out of notes. Anything else we're going to talk about? Um, cause that's, I've run out of my notes already. You know, the, 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 it's, it's hard to, to think about stuff that hasn't been talked about in this movie, but, um, I will mention that Jabba's palace, not palace, his, uh, barge or whatever they call that. Yeah. You talk about explodium. <laughs> what in the heck was in the bowels of that ship? To make it explode like it did. Yeah. I mean, that sucker was, you know, half of the Death Star explosion <laughs> on yeah. that thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not wrong. He says, pointed at the deck and he shoots the deck gun at the deck of the ship. I guess they must store all of the ammunition right there. <laughs> so, I, I agree. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the, 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 um, the Boba Fett dumbest death of the of the movie. I mean, yes, everybody yeah. wanted. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, I mean, it's, it's it's been talked about many many times, but it is again it's so stupid. It's cartoony. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just oh oh, I, there is something I want to talk about, and it's in that scene as well. The fact that lightsabers don't cut through things. What don't right? they cut through? The pre the prequels, right? The prequels that you could cut through anything with a lightsaber. Yeah. In this one, some of the 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 interactive elements around them are you're able uh, you're just not able to get cut through it. Right? There are times and just watch the watch the 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 pit scene again, not the pit scene, the um no, the Sarlacc pit. Um, and he's fighting these guys, and he's hitting the the arm or the handrest, whatever you call those things, the handrails on the the thing, and it's it's keeping the uh, lightsaber from going through. Oh, it's just like sparking, and he's just kind of bouncing off. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, so interesting. Um, I hadn't ever noticed it, but I. And then, well, and then all of a sudden, um, even when with the final fight and the death. Um, on the the new Death Star, mm-hmm. uh, he is not able to to um, God, what am I trying to think? Uh, he 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 does the same thing in the environment where he's hitting things with the lightsaber and it's not it's not cutting it. Well, I mean, some things obviously do, right? I mean, Vader tosses his lightsaber up to take down that big piece of catwalk that's up there, and 
Um, there, there are other elements that, I mean, like when Luke takes off his hand, he also takes part of the handrail with Vader's hand. So mm-hmm. I, I think it has to be, they have to be intentional I, about what they're going to cut, right? Yeah, well, a, and I want you just, next time you watch this thing, hmm. bear that in mind. Because we, we've been conditioned, especially with these stupid prequels, that this the, the lightsabers don't stop anything but other lightsabers. Yeah. 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 I hadn't noticed it. Honestly, uh, I hadn't noticed it or really cared. I did kind of <laughs> notice, though, that for some reason it, it felt like, I don't know why, but it felt like Luke was killing more of the, of the henchmen than I remember. I mean, he's hitting, he's cutting them down with that lightsaber. Like, he, he kills probably, other than the deck gun killing the rest of the people that are inside. Um, yeah. But, I mean, there's, he probably cuts down about seven or eight, nine, ten guys Plus the guy he throws out the window to the Sarlacc pit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I almost felt bad for the guy. He's like, hey, I'm going to get in a fight. Nope, I'm just going to get pulled out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now that we've seen all three of these, mm-hmm. I want to talk about something that I know they were limited when these were made. But if you compare this... To and and I'm saying this having not compared it to anything, but can we talk about the the lightsabers for just a moment? Okay. We've mentioned the duel between Obi Wan and Darth Vader in in the A New Hope, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like the lightsaber duels that we see in in five or six really are that much better. You know, we never see, we get these wonderful weapons. We got these really cool weapons that every kid wanted to just, yeah. yeah, every kid wanted one. Every grown-up male still wants one. Maybe some females too, I don't know. I wanted the lightsaber cheese knife myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you never actually, I feel like we never get until the prequels, we never really get a good lightsaber duel. Well, you know that's I mean? also why Duel of the Fates with um, Darth mm-hmm. Maul. That's why we were all just mouth open, aghast at how yeah. a lightsaber fight could look like. Yeah, um, you know, and it, you know, one good thing that came from that movie was that fight. Um, and, and the excuses that that people come up with, I think, are just kind of dumb. No offense, people who. Yeah, who, I mean, I, I know that people say this, that. Inexperience in an old man is what they say, right? Yeah, and the Darth Vader suit lim- was limiting the mobility. It and... didn't limit him in Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, no. <laughs> but that's the that's a complaint that we heard from Rogue One into A New Hope is we see this badass just yeah destroying everybody in Rogue One, and then he's like. Shoot, can't keep it, get away yeah. with his with his get him stick. Yeah, yeah. He can't the, keep a, a door hope. open. Remember the New Hope, a door closes on him? Yeah. To, between him and the hangar? Yeah. And I'm like, no, Darth Vader would blow that sucker wide open um, yeah. on there. But no, you're right. It's, it's you're what very, they could do. Right. You know, and I get that. And you're, and you're not wrong about the lightsaber duel. It's not great. But in the moment, you have to think about in 83, it was yeah. it was still pretty good. I mean, I'm thinking about other... I mean, I recently watched Highlander. Yeah. And 
the sword fights in that movie are kind of terrible also. Jesse, I'm sorry. I know you're listening right now. Um, <laughs> and you love that movie, and you should love it. I'm glad that you love it. I, I'm really glad. But those those sword fights are not great either. Um, the the one at the end between him and the Kurgan at the at the end of the movie is pretty. It's prettily shot. Prettily? That's not a word either. It's beautifully Italy? shot. Um, but the the actual sword oh, I like fight. Prettily. Prettily is yeah. Prettily. Okay, fine. Prettily. Uh, yeah. But it's it's it it looks good, but the action is kind of whatever. It's just two guys hacking away with these big heavy swords. So it's kind of the same way. There's this this the the fight scene between Vader and Luke is silhouetted. So there's a lot of really cool, you know. Not to mention um, the John Williams beautiful score oh, going yeah. on at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's like That's sad. It almost makes you sad yeah. that when Luke is starting to win the fight, you know, it's this really engaging music. It, you're, it, yeah, mm-hmm. gosh, the John Williams part's so good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I honestly, again, as as a dude that's nitpicked these three movies, I feel like the the, the <laughs> lightsaber duel is one of the things that's never bothered me. Honestly, it didn't bother me until the prequels. Honestly. I, I, I get just, that. Just like, just like the first uh, A New Hope, that never bothered me until the prequels. But it's like saying, you know, a, a '90s you know kick flick with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, where he punches a guy and he falls down, and then, and then a couple years later we get you know a Jackie Chan kick flick, and like those are completely different. You know, mm-hmm. like you know Jackie Chan, you know, takes a ladder and a mop and a broomstick to to take out one guy you know and so <laughs> like i don't know it's it, it it kind of feels like apples to oranges but that's <laughs> you know what i'm saying because i because the because the, no the, no but i see i do see what you're saying because you know do we do we review a movie in in the year that we see it you know mm-hmm. do we review do i go almost 30 40 years holy crap yeah i'm yeah, I'll yeah, turn forty this year. Almost forty <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And think of it in that terms, or do we encompass the entire database of Star Wars when we're when we're reviewing something like this? And and I I have to say, doggone it, Sean, I think I'm agreeing with you. Where we have to we have to do as the director intended it, and the director at the time didn't have the prequels. It didn't have, you know, the the extended stuff. To uh, to base it on, so yeah. I, I yeah. have to agree with you, unfortunately. Which is weird. Um, I I think oh, it's um, I know right. I think it's hurt. okay to <laughs> as what we do as a podcast, and for people who are listening, um, I think it's very very fair to judge a movie based on when it came out, right? So we we think about what yeah. the director was trying yep. to do, and I also think it's very fair for us to judge how does it hold up. Has this movie yeah. held up over the last 40 years? And I think we're unanimous and say, yeah, most of yeah, it has held I up agree. really, really well. Mm-hmm. There are a few stop motion issues, uh, green yeah. screen issues, yeah. but but it, it doesn't take you out of it. No, and, not right? at all. And I would argue even the green screen stuff is only because we have such technology on our TVs now. You know, like yeah, that we can see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no, when you're, you're right there. Too. When Luke that and Han are having the, <laughs> when Luke <laughs> and Han are having the conversation on the speeder at Tatooine, like that's very clearly they're on a set, and that's 
either it's a blue screen behind them or it's like one of those projected images, right, of the sand, you know, the dunes going right. behind them, right? But when I watched this on the TV growing up that was a tube TV that was a 20-inch on my VCR, it looked like they were actually in the desert because, you know, your your VCR kind of helps hide some imperfections and, and like, all of those things, you know, because when they were making this in 83, uh, VCRs were... A thing. I know betas were out, but we were still renting VCRs at that time. By the way, yeah. <laughs> well, well, gosh, my dad. He his first VCR he bought was like seven hundred dollars. It was yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah. The first. Th- yep. I Here's a fun little thing for you. The first movie he ever bought on VHS was The Natural. <laughs> any any guess? Movie? Yeah, the baseball yeah. movie. Any guesses to how much that tape cost? I would guess it'd be in the sixties. Yeah, it was like sixty-eight dollars. I think you told me. Yeah. Wow. For right. a tape. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Remember, remember when even DVDs were so freaking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even that's the first discs wild. were like thirty bucks, and that yeah. felt like a lot. <laughs> you know, like now I'm looking at a now I look at a. At a digital rent, you know, digital purchase, like nine dollars for a digital purchase, that's kind of expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as a little uh, a treat for our listener uh, and you guys, if you get a chance to to look at these pictures, number four hundred and twenty-one. But yes, I'm now on four twenty-one. <laughs> um, is a is a nice little treat. For some of you, if you, for if you some want to take of a look you? at it, yeah, okay, uh, and 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 a few after that as well. It's just I'm questioning what was happening in the world of Star Wars at this time. Four, oh, four twenty one through gotcha. about four twenty five. Yeah. Oh dear, Lady Wan, yeah. feel free to skip this part. <laughs> this is the gratuitous shots of Leia in her metal bikini. No, oh, no, <laughs> this is uh, we got some Star Wars at the beach. Yeah, I mean, literally, it's Leia at the, at a beach shot. She's like, you know, there's a beach ball in front of her. She's in a beach chair. <laughs> I mean, this is for a calendar. What in the hell is this shot? Okay, I have to describe this. Uh, yeah, 421. Darth Vader, a pig alien, an Ewok, and Bikini Leia are at a beach with a boombox, a beach ball, and a cooler of like, what I assume is blue milk. This this sounds like a really bad start of a joke. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this... yeah the, I mean, all the way to four thirty seven. There's well, even even further, four thirty eight. There are just some of these random <laughs> this beach. Is so weird. Scene. Oh yeah. my gosh! Really weird. Yeah, there's one <laughs> with her being held in the air by Darth Vader, and like she's all smiling. She's having a good time. Good for her. This is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they uh, they got I've their. I've never heard about these either. Yeah, no, weird. they got their money's worth with that metal bikini. That couldn't have been comfortable. Oh gosh, no. Not a chance. Right. I heard her talk about that on some, some. Uh, I don't know if it was a documentary or what it was, but uh, for a talk show maybe. But she was talking about how she never was able to stay in it, and oh, uh, gosh, every, you know everything kept. Falling out, slipping out underneath or to the side or, or whatever. So, uh, 
Yeah, it's not was... made of the correct materials. So. Right. Yeah. Not at all. No, I wouldn't think metal would be very uh, supportive. There, there is kind of a neat shot on picture four four one. Again, we're talking about photos in a podcast, but <clears throat> where it's Carrie Fisher and her stunt double are both in the bikinis and they're sunbathing. Like it just looks like two ladies just chilling, enjoying the the desert of Tunisia. You know, it's, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, ladies and gentlemen, go look at these photos. Oh my gosh, this is great. Yeah, where you four twenty one through four. 49. I say, there. yeah, 442. There's a picture where Carrie is standing there in her bikini, and George Lucas is looking at the camera like, yeah, that's right. Oh, good lord. It, it's kind of weird. Think of George. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a yeah. This, this part wasn't so family friendly. Yeah. Well, that. yeah. Um, but maybe it was. Maybe that was, you know, the Ewoks were for the kids, and that was for the dads, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Probably something Maybe like that's that. what they were trying to do is make a family film in that sense. I don't know. I do want to <laughs> complain one more real quick thing, and then we're going to move on to some clips. And that's, I think the movie poster for this movie is terrible. I it's have, not great. I have never yeah. liked it. It, Like, Luke looks weird. He's also holding the wrong colored lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Han looks kind of like... I don't know. It doesn't look like Harrison Ford. Huh. It just, it looks really strange. And I don't know. It just, there's, there's something about the poster that it just really is. Uh, also, Chewie isn't even on the poster either. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Guy a Jawa, get a medal yes. and, and then, uh, and then it's completely off the poster in the third movie. No, not a Jawa. Oh yeah, there is a Jawa. You're right. There's a Jawa that aren't even in this movie. Yeah. Well, they are, but they're just in the background. In oh, are they? Okay. Alice. Oh, okay. Yeah, now, you also got... Also in you, this poster... You, um, <laughs> you got you got Jabba's hookah. We got to make sure we got his hookah. That's yeah. there. What were you going to say, Andrew? Well, I was going to say also in this poster, Billy D. Williams, if you look at his character in this movie, his hair is completely different in this movie than it is in the poster. Yeah. It's a weird poster. Yeah. It's a very it strange poster. Very weird. I don't know. And I, I, again, I'm sorry, I'm nitpicking. Okay. Uh, and again, this is not great for our listener. Well, go look at the poster. At it's, a, it's, it's an iconic. I feel poster. like everybody has a picture of the Return of the Jedi poster in their mind. True. That's true. Yeah. It's it's pretty pretty I out mean, there. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just I have as I walk away from the microphone. I have. Sean's in his bathroom right now, ladies and gentlemen. I have in his arm's reach. Getting in the shower. A a, uh, oh, there he is. uh, A New Hope poster that's like a metal uh, kind of something. It's like a metal rendering of the the A New Hope. Yeah, and it's like it's the it's a reproduction of the original because it just says Star Wars. It doesn't say A New Hope on it. Um, but obviously it's a reproduction. It's not the original, but I don't know. Like that just looks like pictures of people that they used, you know, what avail, what technology they had at the time to, you know, like Photoshop, right? Like that. I think it goes, mm-hmm. I think it goes back to marketing and merchandising again. Yeah. I really do. I think this is just the branding of the star Wars empire taking mm-hmm. shape. Yeah. I gotta agree. Okay, um, actually, I need to do something before we talk about 
before we play clips. I need to spend a few minutes here because we've been kind of making fun of George Lucas for putting Carrie Fisher in a bikini. Um, I um, uh, we had some uh, we had a listener uh, send me a message and say, "Hey, I would like to, I would I would have, I would have enjoyed hearing a little bit more about Leia as a character in our New Hope review." And I thought this is actually a really great opportunity since we have Lady Wan on here, uh, since mm-hmm. we've done so many kind of women empowering movies with you, to, that we can kind of talk about Leia, basically, who's the only woman in the galaxy. Um, <laughs> that uh, we can, let's, let's talk about her over the course of these last three movies and how her arc is, has, has progressed and, um, how, you know, how she went from not quite damsel in distress, but kind of damsel in distress to, you know, like a soldier lady at the, and at the end of this movie. A general. Yeah. 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 I think the A New Hope really frustrates me because she's relevant to the plot, but then doesn't really participate in it. Uh, you know, her, her contacting Obi-Wan starts everything off, but then she sort of is just along for the ride uh, the whole time. And nothing, she doesn't really make any choices anymore. And then when you get to this movie, when you, you know, know all of what's going on. So like her dad doesn't love her at all. Right. Like, because he (laughs) never, he never knew she existed. He like, doesn't even, he can sense Luke across the galaxy, but he's standing right next to Leia on the ship in a new hope. And he's just like, this is some lady. All right, princess, that's enough of you. Like, he doesn't even know that's his daughter. How is he Force-sensitive? Like, he doesn't love her. That's what I've assumed, is um, Anakin doesn't love Leia at all. Um, it's it's kind of a bummer that she gets that moment of realization with Luke that, like, oh, like, we're, we're brother and sister. Somehow I knew that. Like, okay, like, I'm on board. But we really don't get to deal with her realization that her father is the most evil guy ever. She does it for Luke when she's like what he's your father and then she finds out it's her dad and she doesn't even say anything about that so even when she does finally get like she's a lot more involved in this one she's you know i would say that she's basically on like han solo level as far as being involved in the action through this movie and that that i do appreciate i like that she is part of rescuing and reuniting with han i like that they're through the squabbling part of like do you like me do you really like me i like that we're in a good place with them and she's got these solid relationships but it always has frustrated me that she's just sort of like thrown around in the dialogue by vader is like oh you've got a sister all right well i'll go get her then and it's like there was no moment ever where darth vader was like oh i have another kid i oh my god like uh, i it never it never really hits him and they also don't write it for her for her relationship with him to hit either we just get like oh luke's my brother yeah all right cool and we don't really get any more of it. Um, and we also don't get into what her force sensitivity can be. It's just sort of like, Hey, you know that you've got this too, right? Cool. And we don't, we don't do it. And I feel like, you know, obviously if they were to make this movie now, we know that what would happen, but you wouldn't throw that away. If you were to introduce in 
your third movie in a trilogy that one of your characters who's been there the whole time is actually could have superpowers too, they would use them. And she doesn't like she, yeah. she we got to wait for way later movies um, before that ever happens. So it's uh, there's there's improvements for her character. There's things that are much better in this movie than in A New Hope, but uh, still a long way to go as far as making her. Uh, she's never going to be equal with Luke because despite the fact that this is, you know, the Skywalker saga and she's technically also a Skywalker, uh, it's never about her. And that yeah. that's always been uh, frustrating to me. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, it, when Yoda dies, he basically says to Luke, you know, pass it on, train, yeah, train Leia. Yeah. And yep. that would have been cool to see. Yeah, I agree. Um, we, because that is mentioned in later movies that she mm-hmm. was trained, and of course it was after this all went down. But yeah, um, it, it again, and I've mentioned this three episodes in a row. <laughs> I really think that George Lucas wrote a lot of this as they went and changed his mind as they went, and definitely, and the stories because of that didn't really have a cohesive you know, every aspect of it. There were a lot of plot holes, let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he definitely didn't think the whole thing through as he was making them. And then even when he made the prequels, he didn't even go back to like rewatch what he put in the first ones to make sure it made <laughs> sense. So can we really be surprised he wasn't paying attention then? Uh yeah, he's he's not great with continuity. It's not yeah. his forte. It, it it does make the line when he says that you're my sister and she says, somehow I've always known that line makes it so uncomfortable because yeah. it's like, wait a minute. You've always known. And why were we making Have out? In the last that is weird. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. don't say that line. Just say, huh? You know, like, Oh, okay. That, that explains the connection I feel with you or something. There, there's a, there's a yeah. better line of dialogue that could be said there. Um, and I, I kind of agree, though I think it's funny, uh, Lady Wan, you said, you know, if you were going to make this movie now, you wouldn't uh, tease that a character has superpowers and then never give, you know, have them. That's literally what happens with Finn in the ninth oh, movie. Yeah. Finn's like, hey, I have the Force. Ray, I have something to tell you. No, actually, I'm not going to tell you, and I'm never going to use them, but I'm going to tease that, I, that the Force is what woke me up from being a stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the same thing. So... <sighs> So you know J.J. Mm. Abrams isn't um, immune from that as well. Yeah, but it, it would have been, I think, a little cooler to see if they had again the, the foresight to say, okay, from the beginning, from the first one, she's going to be the sister. She's also going to be the thing, because after we've seen it, because we've all seen it a million times now. So knowing that Vader is willing to kill her in A New yeah. Hope, it's like that's your kid. Right, like yeah, and I know we we know that he doesn't know that, but that's what makes it you know kind of impressive. But you know what, Lady One, I have never thought of it until you said it, and I I appreciate you saying it. It never occurred to me that she's gonna she has to like process this thing now that her dad is the villain. Yeah, and tried to kill her. Yeah, many <laughs> many many times, and yeah. and so. But you're right. It's all about Luke. She's like, oh my gosh, he's your dad. I never yeah. thought of it in that way. But you're right. She doesn't have a moment like, 
Mm-mm. Wait, that's my dad too. Oh my gosh, this is this is dreadful. This is this is terrifying, you know. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I'd never thought of yeah. that. That's really good insight. So it feels like she takes the fact that Vader's Luke's father is bad news, but then like, oh, but good news though, we're brother and sister, and yeah. it's as if those things aren't connected at all, yeah. and they couldn't be more connected. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like like all. Like all, <laughs> all of, all fingers are fingers, but only thumbs are thumbs or something. Like it's like it's <laughs> like he's just your dad, but I'm your sister. But like, yeah, it's not a triangle. It's just an L. You know, like it's yeah. Like, it's yeah. There, there's there's realizations and beats missing from from these uh, you know discoveries that are made yeah. uh, on on her part and on Vader's part. It's just uh it's all very casual. <laughs> and yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I, never, I never thought about it that way, but that's cool. Um, okay, well, I'm glad we did kind of talk about that because um, I, I, one of the things I, I've always kind of liked about Leia is that um, I know she doesn't do a lot in A New Hope. I mean, she's essentially, again, she's there to be rescued. Um, she does help kind of let them escape through the, 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 the garbage chute. Um, and then, you know, we we then we and then for the rest of the movie, you're right. Then then literally, once they escape the garbage chute, her her sole purpose is to eventually hand out some medals. Like that's all she does is she yeah. looks looks worriedly at C3PO, um, and then hands some medals out at the end of the movie. You know, in the second movie, she has there's more of the relationship between her and Han, and and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And whereas this movie, again, she's like becomes General Leia kind of. And yeah, and I think that's really a kind of a cool thing. And one of the one of the things why I don't mind my daughter watching is like, there's the girl. She's she's kind of a you know a kind of a badass in her own way. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good thing. Okay, I have some clips of this movie, and I'm going to play them now. So here's a little bit of Han Solo saying Han Solo things. There's nothing to see. I used to live here. You know. You're gonna die here. Convenient. Yeah, convenient. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is always again. You guys know me well enough that you know audio is is my thing. Uh, this has always annoyed me that they took him saying Boba Fett and then they just inserted it again. It's the exact same way he says it. So when you isolate it out like this, it's really jarring. Boba Fett. You know, like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, and it doesn't I, even sound. I, like, I haven't noticed it until you isolated it there. Yeah, I mean, he he just he says it. He he yeah. looks at Chewie. Chewie says something to him, and he says Boba Fett, and then that's when he says it again, and then he says where, and then that's when he turns and stabs him with the rocket-inducing uh, pole, and then he goes yeah. and does his thing. But I mean, it's just it's the same it's the same bit. Yeah. Boba Fett. It's always annoyed me, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, here is a little bit of added dialogue. They changed this line in the movie for the Disney Plus version or the special edition version or the George Lucas version. So they changed this. Oh, wait, I thought you were flying! It's all right. I can see a lot better. It's all right. I can see a lot better. The line used to be, it's okay, trust me. 
I don't I don't know I why don't know. we had to change. Why would the you line. change that? I don't know. I like it better the original way, I which too. I feel like is my overall feelings on <laughs> the <laughs> new version of this movie. Is like, why'd you change it? Just but just stop. It was better just before. because. Yeah, well, it was better before. Because what it does is we have to remember. Han doesn't know that Lando was a good guy. The last time Han saw Lando, Lando was handing him over to Boba Fett and to be frozen in carbonite. That's yeah. the last time, the last thing Han remembers of Lando. And so when they have the dialogue, and, and Luke literally says, in the, in the line I played before, but I, I cut it off, he says, I've, I've worked all this thing, just stick, near to, just stick near Chewie and Lando. Han should have been like, wait, Lando's here? Why is he here? <laughs> he he's the reason why I'm here in the first place. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So so the fact that the movie has him say it's okay, trust me, like that's actually kind of a neat moment. I think is to say, like Lando's down there with a gun pointed at him. Again, the guy that he turned over to the Empire is aiming a gun at him, and he's like, "No, it's okay, trust me," and he saves him. He makes the choice. Trust me. But to say it, no, I can see better. We're 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 skipping that whole uh, arc, really. We we've just yeah. we've yeah. just gone to their pals again. I think it's yeah. kind of a disservice to to Han in the story. So. I agree. Should have left it. Just leave it alone. Should have left it alone. Yeah, leave it alone. Um, this is always uh, kind of <laughs> it's a thing. Here we go. Keep your distance, though, Chewie. But don't look like you're trying to keep your distance. I don't know. Fly casual. So, <laughs> so the two of you know me well enough to know that I sometimes have a hard time understanding dialogue. And there's a funny story about me when I was a kid and I watched the the Raiders, not the Raiders of Lost Ark, The Last Crusade. And I, I probably watched that movie, you know, seven or eight times before I understood that when... when um, the Nazi takes the drink and drinks it, and it's the wrong cup. And then he looks over at the knight, and the knight says, he chose poorly. It, I always thought that he was saying that that cup was called poorly. Like every cup <laughs> had a name, right? He chose, oh, he chose poorly. That, oh, one's, that one's badly. Oh, that one's unwisely. Uh, like I thought that I was, I was a kid. I was a kid. Yeah, uh, <laughs> chose badly. Poorly is also a good name for a cup because yeah. you can pour out of he it. Chose wisely. I guess wisely is the. Uh... Well, that's what he says. Because then when he gets the right cup, he then says he, he chose wisely. Like that's yeah. the name of the cup. It's called. It's the Holy Grail, also known as wisely. So. <laughs> <laughs> so for a very long time oh i love that <laughs> this is a little embarrassing but for a very long time you remember the family guy series that they did on this movie these these three movies yeah. so Which it, i i have actually in as we were moving i found it in boxes yeah those i don't are, have a dvd player so i can't watch them oh but sure I have them. <laughs> they're great so in the 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 um in this version the the family guy version of this one when 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 Peter says, I don't know, fly casual, and then it shows the ship like walking and whistling, going, you know, like <laughs> that was the moment in which I realized what he was saying was to fly casually, just fly casually. So when he said it for all these years, when he said fly casual, I thought that was like a setting. Just you know, hit the <laughs> button for casual. Like it was a setting. Just fly casual. Because he's not saying 
fly casually, I guess, because the grammar is a little weird. I don't know. It's just been one of those things. I know. It's a little casual button, Chewy. Here's the, hit the just fly casual. You know, this is frantic. This is excited. This is <laughs> casual. Anyway, again, I know it's a little embarrassing, but <laughs> I'm an idiot is what it boils down to. Um, oh, that's what I did. Okay. Sorry. Um, here we go. Time for this. It's a trap. Yeah. Had to get that. Nice. So I'm going to, I'm going to have this forever. It's a trap. Oh, I'm going to keep that forever. Iconic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, when Sam says, "Hey, uh, Kimberly says it's okay for me to come down this weekend. I can just play." It's a trap. <laughs> and you'll be right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, and then my last one. So the movie really only uh, the I said the 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 trust me part. Uh, they they changed it so I can see a little bit better. That's one change. Change number two. Is this one no! the Vader? No, when he yeah. picks up the Emperor and tosses him down the big thing. I don't. I don't have a problem with that one. I don't. I don't. Um, what did it say originally? Nothing. He didn't say anything. He just looked he at the Emperor, anything. looked back, looked yeah. at the Emperor, picked him up, and chucks him over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. my, my boyfriend is enraged by, by that addition. Yeah. He, <laughs> he thinks it doesn't belong at all. Uh, he, he finds it to be very upsetting. Well, it's just yeah. the same no that they used at the end of three when the emperor tells him that he killed Padme. And so he just does. It's the same. No, it's just no! same one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that, but yeah. now I, but now I. There you go. Thanks. There, I will say this. There's also something kind of funny of the idea that the Palpatine is the greatest, most powerful being in the galaxy. And he is defeated by being picked up like an old man and tossed like a Frisbee. Yeah. You know, I mean, like... Just chucked him down a deep hole. Yeah. And so, That's like, it. like when people complain about how Rey defeats him at the end of the, of, of the, the Rise of Skywalker by just using her... Uh, two uh, lightsabers as an X, and he ends up kind of killing himself. It's like that's really not that much different than just being picked up and thrown. I mean, yeah. he was a wrestling move, you know. And all of the Jedi <laughs> strength, all of the training, all of the things—it was a wrestling move. What did it? You know, it's just yeah. Um. Anyway, it's a trap. Okay. Um, <laughs> Time for a little bit of trivia, and then we're going to get out of here because, well, it's late. Um, <laughs> again, this is a movie that's got so much stinking trivia, so I just, oh, yeah. I just, I grabbed a couple that I thought was kind of fun. Carrie Fisher really cared. Oh wait, I didn't play this. Sorry, I, I'm supposed to play. And now for some more bad news. Ready? It felt weird. Carrie Fisher really cared about Warwick Davis's well-being during filming as he had to spend uh, spend it in a hot Ewok costume. She also provided him with cookies and chocolate milk between takes. Davis later commented she was the best thing an 11-year-old Ewok could possibly wish for. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Um, somebody mentioned something about the ships uh, during the Battle of Endor. In the Battle of Endor, many of the ships and other objects far 
in the background are actually things like chewed up gum. The crew knew that there was so much action going on that people would not notice things like this and used it to fill the picture in the background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, love it. Uh, I like this one just because it's audio related. Uh, the actress, who was Mon Mothma, uh, had to re-record all of her dialogue after it was discovered that her microphone had picked up the sounds of pigeons roosting in the set ceiling. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I love you should have left that in. There's pigeons everywhere. Well, I mean, even there's, in space, there's, there's giant squid that are flying. In space. You know, it's fine. <laughs> the the Sarlax sounds are a combination of alligator hisses and the sounds made by the crew while eating pizza. Uh, <laughs> that's hey one guys. way to, to do it in-house <laughs> yeah. uh, sound hey, check. That's great. Hey guys, I, I've completely forgotten to do my job. Um just, just, and I need just chew I need into some this more microphone. Sound. Yeah, just just eat your pizza while I'm recording. <laughs> Now, I found this one while we were recording, and this one I'm going to label, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't, where is it? I need one. Crap. I can't find it. This is so This bad. awkward silence is brought to you by. <laughs> that is one big pile of shit. There we go. There we go. Uh, it took me a while <laughs> to find it. I don't think this is actually bad trivia. I just think whoever wrote this is being a dick. So... <laughs> Uh, and Jesse, this one's actually, you'll appreciate this one. I'm specifically talking to listener Jesse. David Lynch was originally offered the chance to direct this episode of the franchise. He turned it down because he believed that it was a Lucas thing. He went on to direct Dune instead. Despite this, his career was able to recover. <laughs> like oh wow despite dune is other side that's, that's a hilarious to... bird inserted into trivia yeah like that's what i'm trying to figure out though is it despite not doing star wars or despite dune 1984 <laughs> I, think that, I think they're saying despite dune i think I they think are they too are. which is again is... that's a that's like a dick thing like it just seems like such a that's mean thing to put mean. in the trivia yeah dune's bad though <laughs> it's weird yeah it's it's definitely. I've actually weird. never seen the David Lynch version. I've only seen the new one, which I yeah. really, really like. So um, yeah, the David Lynch one is if you don't want it to make sense and you don't want it to look that pretty, it's it's that. Okay. <laughs> um, I know Jesse is now mad and he's yelling into his phone right now because he loves that movie, but that's fine. I just thought I, I saw that. And I thought leave your commentary out of the trivia. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Top three. So this movie is uh, largely in part do, um, about redemption, about the that Darth Vader is able to be uh, to be redeemed um, at, at the at the end of the movie. Oh, we haven't talked about the elephant in the room. Oh my God, the ending of the movie. Can we talk about it for just a second? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the version that we saw. The music is different. It shows CGI versions of Coruscant and Naboo and all these other places celebrating that the death of the Emperor. Yeah. And the music is different. It's still John Williams, but it's it's just different. It's not nearly as celebratory. It's just kind of like this. It sounds like something you would hear in an elevator. I'm just gonna be honest. Mm -hmm. It's not John Williams' best. He just he had it lying around. Here you go. He phoned it in this he, time. He probably <laughs> yes. literally did it over Skype, right? Um 
And then they they have ghost force ghost of of Obi Wan, Alex Sir Alec Guinness, and then Yoda, and then they insert Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. Why? Yeah. So why I, that is the worst choice. And we talked the about this. Of choices. It's horrible. Yeah. We talked about this. I think the last episode. We did. And and I, I stand by my reasoning that I think that. Maybe in some of our minds, and by some of us, I mean pre, before the prequels, we would see the character of Anakin and not, I mean, we knew who it was, but we'd never seen his face in anything else. And so when the prequels then came out and Hayden Christensen was Anakin, and that's the face that we all know of Anakin, mm-hmm. then he felt it was appropriate to use his image there. That I can kind of forgive Past the prequels, I guess. was, And I can't remember if it was last week or if it was with my wife. The argument was, the reason why he's Hayden Christensen is because that's when he was still good. That the, the Force Ghost allows him to be when he was a Jedi. Yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. You know, like I think that reasoning makes the most sense. It does. Like, yeah. As as far as the story of the plot, right in the in the zeitgeist yeah. of Star Wars, that makes the most sense as to why it's a thing. I think Andrew's one hundred percent right. They use Hayden Christensen because we know who he is. We exactly. see him and yeah. immediately go, "That's Anakin." So I showed my nine year old both versions. I let him see both versions, and I said, "Which one do you like better?" Because when he watched the Disney Plus version, because he watched that one first, I let him watch that one first. He starts asking. Why are they celebrating on Naboo and Coruscant? Like, I don't understand. And I said, well, the galaxy is celebrating that the Emperor is gone. He goes, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. And then when Anakin shows up, he goes, okay. Like, that was it. But then when I showed him the other version with Nub Nub, and he was like, oh, this music is more fun. And I said, yes, yes. it is. And then and he says, well, why do they change it? And I said, there's a long story. I'm not going to get into it. I heard it's because of a copyright issue because – the John Wayne's version sounds too much like something else, and they needed to change it. Not to mention that the um, the timing would have been off. They would have had to adding in the Coruscant and Naboo and all that other crap. They would have had to whatever. But I asked him. I was like, "So when you see the the old man there, do you know that you you know that that's Darth Vader, right? You know that that's Anakin." He goes, "Well, I do because you told me." And I said, but had you not ever seen the prequels, had you only ever seen these three, would you have figured that out? And he goes, I think so. I mean, because who else would it be? It has to be Anakin. I'm like that's the that's the yeah that's the thing. yeah yeah. And then I went into my tirade. I I then I got on my soapbox in front of my nine year old about how directors think that we are stupid. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really I don't like the change. I don't like any any of the changes, but I hate the change of the song because Yub Nub is awesome. It's yep. so fun and funny and it's cute. And I don't I don't like the ghost, the force ghost thing either, because like he's not super good in Revenge of the Sith. He's pretty bad for most of that. So like I don't know. I don't feel like looking at that like Looking at that version of Hayden Christensen, I'm like, you you killed a bunch of kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, you did. He was still bad, you know. Like, yeah. I I I get that 
I've always kind of accepted that like, oh, well, he he goes back to, you know, the the good version. But I still don't think that he was good then. I think he was bad for a, a longer period of time. Since he was working in a auto parts store uh, on Naboo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Sorry. I, I had to do that. So we've done our trivia. Now we're on to our top three. Excuse yes. me while I whip this out. Uh, villain redemption. That's where I, how, how we got to this part was uh, kind of villain redemption stories. <laughs> um, story arcs about, yeah, about that. Uh, Sam, you lead us off. All right. Um, I have uh, my number three. I've got Loki in Thor Ragnarok. And Earth earlier, right? And then I've got uh, my number two. I've got Oscar Schindler in Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. And then my number one is the T Rex from Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) And you knew, I knew you you knew I was going to put that in there. Yeah, but it has to be. It has to be. Love it. That's funny. That's great. (laughs) Honestly, that didn't cross my mind. Well, I even <laughs> teased it pre-show when I was when we were uh, uh, you were on the phone. I even teased like, yeah, I think Sam's gonna like, you could use a T Rex, and he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was already written down by that point. That's so. great. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. Lady Juan. Okay, so uh, my number three is a classic redemption story, but I'm picking specifically the best version of it, which is a Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's my favorite version, too. The best uh, version, by the it way. Is. The best it absolutely is the best version. Story. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I, I love it so much. Um, my number two is, uh, he's not quite a villain, but he's not, not a great dude when the movie starts. It's Groundhog Day. Oh. I, I, I love that movie that so much. That's such a good that movie. Is a, that's a good yeah, movie. that is a great uh, example. I didn't even mm. think, yeah, it's... Good movie too. He really, he really comes around. Oh, he's the worst, and yeah. you know, it may take a millennia, but he becomes a good person. So, uh, <laughs> he yeah, his heart. yeah, yeah. And then uh, my number one is, it's, it's not like the redemption uh, entirely starts and ends in this one movie, uh, but it's, it's a former villain who's now our hero. It's T two Judgment Day. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he had a. Gotta go with Arnold. Yeah, that works. I yep. mean, like, yep. It's not like the 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 droid from the first one yeah. was redeemed, but I guess technically the character is also. So yeah, that works. I think that works. Yeah. All right. So mine, um, I'm I'm gonna change mine a little bit on the fly because Sam took uh, my Loki pick. Ah. <laughs> it's a good choice. It is a good choice. Yeah. I think it's a really good choice. Um. So my number three is now going to be Megamind. Uh, Yeah, Megamind. Number two is Dr. Otto Octavius from Spider-Man 2. Ooh, that's good. And then my new number one, and I'm stealing it from Jesse, uh, because he posted on Twitter, and I like his version. So he said Serenity. So that would be the agent at the end of Serenity who decides that it's not that he becomes a good guy it's just he stops being the villain and actually aids our heroes in in what they're trying to do at the end of the movie so 
I think that kind of, I think that still kind of works. Is he's again? He's not the good guy, but he realizes that his pursuits are kind of wrong. That ultimately he was wrong in what he was trying to do. So I think that that's a good redemption story. I never really thought of it that way. So thank you again, Jesse. Um, making all kinds of uh, waves on our episode tonight. <laughs> um, Andrew. Well, like Sam, I also went uh, Marvel for one of these, and that's Nebula. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a really good one, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, number two, I have The Grinch. Hmm. Aww. And number one, uh, Grew from uh, yeah. Despicable Me. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Right on. Uh, Twitter, uh, Jesse from Twitter, also uh, from the uh, Sudden But Inevitable podcast, also says, Road to Perdition. Uh, so mm. I would guess that kind of the dad, right? Sully's kind of, um, because he's a, he's technically a hitman for the for the family who who uh, who turns good, I guess. Uh, the Suicide Squad. So I guess that's kind of like all of them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cam from the Green Shirt Podcast. These two guys pretty much chime in every week, uh, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, he says Looper. So I guess that would be the young version of Bruce Willis and Looper. Sin City. And he also chose Groundhog Day, which is cool. Yeah. And then he said his wife's responses would be Your Highness, which I've not seen. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction, uh, the Will Ferrell's character, I think. And then Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. So I guess Snape. Professor Snape in that one. You know who I was wanting to try to use, but then I realized that it's not really a redemption story. It's more of a just long con, and that is in the movie Maverick. Mm. His his old pappy. Yeah, pappy <laughs> used to tell me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Uh, this is where we give this movie a score from zero to ten. I was told on last night's episode when I was on with Lady One that I couldn't <laughs> use decimal points um, mm-hmm. for the ranking of the movie we did. But tonight, they are encouraged. Andrew. <laughs> well, um, IMDb put this as an 8.3. Oh. I don't know that, that I want to go quite that high. Um, it is good, but it's not my favorite of the original three, as I've said. So I'm going to go about, uh, I'll say a 7.6 nose out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Uh, Sam, just for the math, you want to give me a score for Empire Strikes Back? Oh, good Lord. Um, That one has to be like a 9.49 out of 10. All right. Uh, just for just for your own edification, Andrew gave it a yeah. nine point two. Our guest gave it a ten. It's his favorite wow. movie. It's his favorite Ooh. movie. Wow! Um, and I gave it a nine point five. Nice. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Yeah, you are. So it's a that's an average score yeah. of nine point five four. So yeah, I'm, I dig it. Yeah. Lady Wan, what would you give this movie? Uh, I I wrote down my score for this movie as an eight point one. All right. Yes. Cool. Sam. 
Um, I've got a, it's one of my favorites. Um, nine point two eight out of ten. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I'm looking at my score for A New Hope and for this one, and if I would have given this score ten years ago, I would say that this one is probably higher than A New Hope. But see, I don't know. I I like them both a lot, and for different reasons. You know what? I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give it just a nine. I like this movie a lot. I think it's really great, <laughs> but I don't know if I could put it over A New Hope because they both do things really well. Um, And maybe the nostalgia part's kicking in. I think that there's enough stuff to overcome. Again, the Ewoks don't bother me like they bother Sam. So um, I just proved that <laughs> though I am a ginger, I do have a soul. I'm like Sam. Barely. Barely. Uh, last thing we have to do, uh, before I let Lady Juan tell all of the fine people that listen to our show where she can, uh, where they can find her show, um, and that is our quote game. Um, so I'm going to play a random quote here, a random thing. Shit. That's from Knives Out. Uh, here we go. Um, last week's quote was, the moment I meet an attractive woman, I have to start pretending I have no desire to make love to her. Any ideas? He's got mail. Any ideas? No. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. No. It's um <laughs> it is from something. I I can't find it. North I by really don't know this question. North by Northwest. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I've only seen parts of that. Yeah, like the the airplane part, right? No. No. More than that, but yes, that part. <laughs> Everybody's seen that part. Yeah. Um the uh, uh, this week's quote is I love the smell of napalm in the morning. So, if you know what that I quote know is, that one. yeah. If you know that, but quote, I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, everyone's heard it, but which one is it from? Is it from the Kubrick yeah. one, or is it from the other one? Uh, if you know it, uh, shoot me a message with your address, and I'll mail you a sticker. Uh, I have been getting a couple of messages from people, but they're all people that already have stickers. So, um, I know there are other listeners that listen to the show that don't have stickers. I will mail you a sticker. It's as easy as that. Lady Juan, please tell people where they can find your show, Screen Run, that I was on recently. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to take a guess you're going to beat me to putting your episode out. So, yeah. coming soon, coming soon will be uh, Sean on our episode where we discussed Alien Resurrection. Uh, Screen Run is the show that I do with my co-host, Chris Scalzo. And season two is the Alien movies. So we're going film by film through the Alien series. And you can check that out. Uh, Screen Run is the name of the show. Screenrun.fun is our website. Um, I am on Twitter at the Lady One, also Letterboxd. You can follow me there. And um, I was also recently on Binge Movies, ranking and reviewing Tom Hanks's 80s movies. Oh. Uh, I'm a contributing host on there, so I pop up from time to time. So that was a particularly bonkers episode. If you want to hear me get really mad about the movie Dragnet, um, you can listen to nice. Binge Movies. <laughs> I just, I just want to know where Big is, so I'll, I'll go take a listen to you, that You got to listen to find yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah their, their Twitter post, uh, they mentioned something about Big, and apparently there was a big discussion about that as well. I didn't mean to yes. make the pun with Big, but yeah. <laughs> yeah 
And also, I just want to make sure people understand Screen Run. What a really neat concept that they're doing is that they pick a topic and then yes. run the topic, right? So your season mm-hmm. one was movies all directed by um, Kevin, Smith. Kevin Smith. Yes. So I'm a little bummed out I wasn't on for Cop Out because I actually like that movie, which is I know really? weird, but I like it because it's Bruce Willis. And yeah. he gets an extra, not now, but, you know, a lot of his older stuff. Now he just makes shit. But, yes. you know, back then, I liked that movie. Um, it's weird, but I did. I liked the buddy cop with him and Tracy Morgan. Uh, yeah. But it's a neat, it's a neat show. So, yeah, now they're doing the Alien franchise. So, yeah. Alien yeah. Resurrection. Go watch it. Just not on Amazon Prime, apparently. Cause yeah. It's, it's it doesn't look that good on Prime. But... It really doesn't. But listen to the episode. Yes. Hear Sean talk about Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Uh, is that is that the kill me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and she right. kills her kills her with fire. Yeah. yeah. Light me on fire. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah Sam, Terrible. Yeah, Sam. If I ever need you to mercy kill me, please make sure you do it in the most horrific way possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got into it. Yeah, we did. It's, it's we, the whole. Kill me, but no, wait, stop. Yeah. Not like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's that, that movie. Oh my gosh. Okay. We have been Cheap Seat Reviews. Thank you so yeah. much for listening. This has been a blast. Um, so there won't be a traditional show next week. We're off for Thanksgiving. There will be a bonus episode. We're going to do a bonus episode, which is really cool. Um, I'm going to have... Uh, Chris, uh, Eric, come back on from the Cinematic Sound Radio podcast, and we're going to talk about the film scores of Star Wars. We're just going to do nothing oh, but film cool. scores. You're going to talk about motifs and all yeah, sorts all, of fun. all kinds of words that um, music people know. So that's cool. next week. Uh, in the meantime, go to uh, cheapseat.com, cheap seats. Oh my gosh, what is our podcast? I don't know. Cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. Good Lord. There you can get the links to all 300-something other episodes we have. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, I know that it's been confusing. Uh, It's been brought to my attention that we have two podcasts out there. Uh, That's changing real soon. So go leave us a review (laughs) on Cheap Seat Reviews. Um, it's very helpful if you did that. Um, and if you haven't, if you did it on the other one, please do it on this one. Uh, <laughs> it, it'll make sense later, I promise. Um, at Cheap Seatcast is Twitter and Facebook.com, Instagram, all the places. Just go to our link tree, linktree.tree, linktr.ee slash Cheap Seat Reviews. That's it. That's our show. I have nothing more yep. to say. Lady Juan, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, on. This was a blast. It's so much fun when you're Thanks on. Thanks again. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Great. We're we're Absolutely. we're so glad that warms my heart, and <laughs> and that's gonna do it for us. Um, I'm also very excited. I'm gonna tease now. December, we've got some fun stuff coming up. You guys, Andrew mm-hmm. came up with the coolest, the coolest um, month theme that we've done like ever. It's okay. all nudity. Yes. No. <laughs> We're going to be nude. No, wait. And, that's and not... Sean has to watch it all with his parents. So. <laughs> yeah. No, wait. None of this is real. No. It's going to be really cool. Looking forward to it. No, but that's going to be January. You just yeah. wait. Yeah. Right. No clothes January. No, it's not it either. Um, 
How much awkward silence can we create in the All Red House? <laughs> All of it is the answer. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> On behalf of the Lady Juan, Andrew, and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Reviews.